0: Today is the 20th of June. Welcome to Walking the Way. My name is Ray. I want to say thank you to everyone for listening in as we continue to explore what it means to have a regular rhythm of worship together. And if you're joining us for the first time, let me explain that each episode follows a really simple pattern of prayer, scripture and music. So having explained how it all works, let's start today's leg of Walking the Way with our opening prayer. Let's pray, shall we? Yes, Lord, you are our lights our salvation as well as our strength. Forgive us for allowing fear to rule us, as it does much more than we care to admit. This fear has a thousand names, but your perfect love casts it out. We need to come to you this hour. We need to come to you as those who are in need. We need the breath of your spirit to blow through us, the brightness of your light to shine in us and around us the fire of your love to bring us to life right now, and the sight and sound of your glory to bring forth our hallelujahs. Lord, revive us again, again and again and again. This we pray, in the name of the one who set his face to Jerusalem, your Son Jesus, our Christ. Amen. We're going to have our first piece of music just to give us some time to center our thoughts on God. And then we're going to get into our Bible readings for today. And in our Bible readings today, we read we read about David. We meet David for the first time. And we begin Paul's first letter to the Thessalonians. I also need to add that at this point in time, into our Samuel readings, we're also going to start to add Chronicles. As we start to read about the account of David, and we build up to... Sharing the story together, between Samuel and Chronicles, then later on into One Kings. We'll see you on the other side. Let's ask God to speak to us through the scriptures this morning, shall we? Father, inspire me to read your scriptures and to meditate upon them day and night. I beg you to give me a real understanding of what I read, that I may in turn put its precepts into practice. Yet I know that understanding our good intentions are useless unless rooted in your graceful love, so I ask that the words of scripture may also be not just signs on a page, but channels of grace into my heart. Amen. And our Bible readings this week are taken from the contemporary English version. And we're beginning with 1 Samuel 15. One day Samuel told Saul, The Lord had me choose you to be king of his people Israel. Now listen to this message from the Lord. When the people of Israel were on their way out of Egypt... The nation of Amalek attacked them. I am the Lord All-Powerful, and now I am going to make Amalek pay. Go and attack the Amalekites. Destroy them and all their possessions. Don't have any pity. Kill their men, women, children, and even their babies. Slaughter their cattle, sheep, camels, and donkeys. Saul sent messengers who told every town and village to send men to join the army at Telaim. There were 210,000 troops in all and 10,000 of these were from Judah. Saul organized them, then led them to a valley near one of the towns in Amalek, where they got ready for a surprise attack. Some Kenites lived nearby, and Saul told them, Your people were kind to our nation when we left Egypt, and I don't want you to get killed when I wipe out the Amalekites. Leave here and stay away from them. The Kenites left, and Saul attacked the Amalekites at Havilah at Tushir which is just east of Egypt. Every Amalekite was killed except King Agag. Saul and his army let King Agag live, and they also spared the best sheep and the cattle. They didn't want to destroy anything of value, so they only killed the animals that were worthless or weak. The Lord told Samuel, Saul has stopped obeying me, and I am sorry that I made him king. Samuel was angry, and he cried out in prayer to the Lord all night. Early the next morning he went to speak to Saul. Someone told him, Saul went to Carmel, where he had a monument built so everyone could remember his victory. Then he left for Gilgal. Samuel finally caught up with Saul, and Saul told him, I hope the Lord will bless you. I have done what the Lord has told me. Then why, Samuel asked, do I hear sheep and cattle? The army took them from the Amalekites, Saul explained. They kept the best sheep and cattle so they could sacrifice them to the Lord your God, but we destroyed everything else. Stop, Samuel said. Let me tell you what the Lord told me last night. All right, Saul answered. Samuel continued, You may not think you're very important, but the Lord chose you to be king, and you are in charge of the tribes of Israel. When the Lord sent you on this this mission, he told you to wipe out those worthless Amalekites. Why didn't you listen to the Lord? Why did you keep the animals and make him angry? But I did listen to the Lord, Samuel answered. He sent me on a mission, and I went. I captured King Agag and destroyed his nation. All the animals were going to be destroyed anyway. That's why the army brought the best sheep and cattle to Gilgal, as sacrifices to the Lord, your God. Tell me, Samuel said, does the Lord really want sacrifices and offerings? No, he doesn't want your sacrifices. He wants you to obey him. Rebelling against God or disobeying Him because you are proud is just as bad as worshipping idols or asking them for advice. You refuse to do what God told you to do. So God has decided that you can't be king. I have sinned, Saul admitted. I disobeyed both you and the Lord. I was afraid of the army and I listened to them instead. Please forgive me and come back with me so I can worship the Lord. No, Samuel replied. You disobeyed the Lord and I won't go back with you. Now the Lord has said that you can't be king of Israel anymore. As Samuel turned to go, Saul grabbed the edge of Samuel's robe. It tore. Samuel said, The Lord has torn the kingdom of Israel away from you today, and he will give it to someone who is better than you. Besides, the eternal God of Israel isn't a human being. He doesn't tell lies or change his mind. Saul said, I did sin, but please honor me in front of the leaders of the army and the people of Israel come back with me so I can worship the Lord your God. Samuel followed Saul back, and Saul worshipped the Lord. Then Samuel shouted, Bring me King Agag of Amalek. Agag came in chains, and he was saying to himself, Surely they won't kill me now. But Samuel said, Agag, you have snatched children from their mother's arms and killed them. Now your mother will be without children. Then Samuel chopped Agag to pieces at the place of worship in Gilgal. Samuel went home to Ramah. Saul returned to his home in Gibeah. Even though Samuel felt sad about Saul, Samuel never saw him again. The Lord was sorry he made Saul the king of Israel. One day he said, Samuel, I have rejected Saul, and I refuse to let him be king any longer. Stop feeling sad about him. Put some olive oil in a small container and go visit a man named Jesse who lives in Bethlehem. I have chosen one of his sons to be my king. Samuel answered, If I do that, Saul will fight out and have me killed. Take a calf with you, the Lord replied. Tell everyone that you have come to offer it as a sacrifice to me. Then invite Jesse to the sacrifice. When I show you which one of his sons I have chosen, pour the olive oil on his head. Samuel did what the Lord told him, and went to Bethlehem. The town leaders went to meet him, but they were terribly afraid and asked, Is this a friendly visit? Yes, it is, Samuel answered. I've come to offer a sacrifice to the Lord. Get yourselves ready to take part in the sacrifice and come with me. Samuel also invited Jesse and his sons to come to the sacrifice, and he got them ready to take part. When Jesse and his sons arrived, Samuel noticed Jesse's oldest son, Eliab. He has to be the one the Lord has chosen, Samuel said to himself but the Lord told him, Samuel, don't think Eliab is the one just because he's tall and handsome. He isn't the one I've chosen. People judge others by what they look like, but I judge people by what is in their hearts. Jesse told his son Abinadab to go over to Samuel, but Samuel said, no, the Lord hasn't chosen him. Next, Jesse sent his son Shammah to him, and Samuel said, the Lord hasn't chosen him either. Jesse had all seven sons go over to Samuel. Finally, Samuel said, Jesse, the Lord hasn't chosen any of these young men. Do you have any more sons? Yes, Jesse answered. My youngest son, David, is out taking care of the sheep. Send for him, Samuel said. We won't start the ceremony until he gets here. Jesse sent for David. He was a healthy, good-looking boy with a sparkle in his eyes. As soon as David came, the Lord told Samuel, He's the one. Get up and pour olive oil on his head. Samuel poured the oil on David's head while the brothers watched. At that moment, the Spirit of the Lord took control of David and stayed with him from then on. Samuel returned home to Ramah. The Spirit of the Lord had left Saul, and an evil spirit from the Lord was terrifying him. It's an evil spirit from God that's frightening you, Saul's officials told him. Your Majesty, let us go and look for someone who is good at playing the harp. He can play for you whenever the evil spirit from God bothers you, and you'll feel better. All right, Saul answered. Find me someone who is good at playing the harp, and bring him here. A man named Jesse, who lives in Bethlehem, has a son who can play the harp, one official said. He's a brave warrior, he's good-looking, he can speak well, and the Lord is with him. Saul sent a message to Jesse. Tell your son David to leave your sheep and come here to me. Jesse loaded a donkey with bread and a goatskin full of wine. Then he told David to take the donkey and a young goat to Saul. David went to Saul and started working for him. Saul liked him so much that he put David in charge of carrying his weapons. Not long after this, Saul sent another message to Jesse. I really like David. Please let him stay with me. Whenever the evil spirit from God bothered Saul, David would play his harp. Saul would relax and feel better, and the evil spirit would go away. 1 Chronicles 1 Adam was the father of Seth, and his descendants were Enosh, Kenan, Mahalalel, Jared, Enoch, Methuselah, Lamech, and Noah, who had three sons, Shem, Ham, and Japheth. Japheth was the father of Gomer, Magog, Medai, Javan, Tubal, Meshech, and Tiraz, and they were the ancestors of the kingdoms named after them. Gomer was the ancestor of Ashkenaz, Rephath, and Togama. Javan was the ancestor of Elisha, Tarshish, Kittim, and Dodanim. Ham was the father of Ethiopia, Egypt, Put, and Canaan, and they were the ancestors of the kingdoms named after them. Ethiopia was the ancestor of Seba, Havilah, Sabta, Ra'amah, and Sabtica, Rama was the ancestor of Sheba and Dedan. Ethiopia was also the father of Nimrod, the world's first mighty warrior. Egypt was the ancestor of Ludim, Anamim, Lehebim, Nephtihim, Pathrusim, Kazlehim, and Kaphtorim, the ancestors of the Philistines. Canaan's oldest son was Sidon, his other son was Heth. Canaan was also the ancestor of the Jebusites, the Amorites, the Gergeshites, the Hivites and Arkites, the Sinites, the Avodites, and the Zemorites, and the Hamathites. Shem was the ancestor of Elam, Asher, Arpachshad, Lud, Aram, Uz, Hul, Githa, and Meshach. They were the ancestors of the kingdoms named after them. Arpachshad was Shelah's father, and Eber's grandfather. Eber named his first son Peleg, because in his time the earth was divided into tribal regions. Eber's second son was Joktan, the ancestor of Elamadad, Shelaf, Hazemoveth, Jerah, Haderim, Uzal, Dikla, Ebel, Abimiel, Sheba, Ophah, Halavah, and Jobab. Shem's descendants included Arkushad, Shelah, Eber, Peleg, Reu, Serug. Nahor, Terah, and Abram, later renamed Abraham. Abraham was the father of Isaac and Ishmael. Ishmael had twelve sons who were born in the following order. Neboeth, Kedah, Adbil, Mibsam, Mishma, Duma, Massa, Hadad, Temah, Jatur, Nafish, and Kedama. Abraham and his slave woman Ketra had six sons, Zimra, Jokshan, Medan, Midian, Ishbak, and Shua. Jokshan was the father of Sheba and Dedan. Midian was the father of Ephah, Epha, Hanok, Abidah, and Aladar. Abraham's son Isaac was the father of Esau and Jacob. Esau was the father of Eliphaz, Reuel, Jewish, Jelam and Korah. Eliphaz was the father of Teman, Omar, Zephi, Gatem, Kenaz, Timnah, and Amalek. Rul was the father of Nahath, Zerah, Shema, and Mizah. Seir was the father of Lotan, Shobal, Zibion, Anah, Daishon, Ezer, and Daishan. Lotan was the father of Hori and Hamam. Lotan's sister was Timnah. Shobal was the father of Elven. Hamahath, Ebal, Shephi, and Onam. Zibian was the father of Ea and Anna. Anna was the father of Dishon and the grandchildren of Hemden, Eshban, Ithran, and Shiran. Ezer was the father of Bilhan, Zaavan, and Jaakan. Dishan was the father of Az and Aran. Before kings ruled in Israel, Bila, son of Beor, ruled the country of Edom from its capital of Dinhaba. After Bela's death, Jobab, son of Zerah from Bozrah, became king. After Jobab's death, Husham from the land of Teman became king. After Husham's death, Hadad, son of Bedad, became king and ruled from Avath. Earlier, Bedad had defeated the Midianites in the territory of Moab. After Hadad's death, Samla from Masrakah became king. After Samla's death, Shoal from the town of Rehoboth on the Euphrates River became king. And after Shaul's death, Baal Hanan son of Akbar became king. After Baal Hanan's death, Hadad ruled from Pi. His wife was Mehetabal, the daughter of Matrid and the granddaughter of Mezahab. The Edomite clans were Timnah, Alva, Jetheth, Aholibama, Ella, Pinon, Kenaz, Timon, Mibzar and Magdiel and Imran. 1 Thessalonians 1 From Paul, Silas and Timothy to the church in Thessalonica, the people of God the Father and of the Lord Jesus Christ. I pray that God will be kind to you and will bless you with peace. We thank God for you and always mention you in our prayers. Every time we pray, we tell God our Father about your faith and loving work and about your firm hope in our Lord Jesus Christ. My dear friends, God loves you, and we know that he has chosen you to be his people. When we told you the good news, it was with the power and assurance that comes from the Holy Spirit and not simply with words. You knew what kind of people we were and how we helped you. So when you accepted the message, you followed our example and the example of the Lord. You suffered, but the Holy Spirit made you glad. You became an example for all the Lord's followers in Macedonia and Achaia. And because of you, the Lord's message has spread everywhere in those regions. Now the news of your faith in God is known all over the world, and we don't have to say a thing about it. Everyone is talking about how you welcomed us and how you turned away from idols to serve the true and living God. They also tell how you are waiting for a Son Jesus Christ to come from heaven. God raised Him from the dead, and on the day of judgment, Jesus will save us from God's anger. Psalm 117. All you nations of the Lord, come praise the Lord. Let everyone praise him. His love for us is wonderful. His faithfulness never ends. Shout praises to the Lord. We're going to have our second piece of music just to give us some time to think about the bits of scripture that have caught our attention. And then after the music, we're going to say our prayers for the day and the time of the year. Before we say our prayers for the day and the time of the year, just a reminder that if you'd like us to pray with you, then drop us a line through the usual channels. Check the show notes for the contact details, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and email. I have a prayer request this week. If we can remember the Methodist deacons who are away on retreat this week, that would be fantastic. But let's pray. Lord, it's Thursday. Help me to think of others today. Is there someone I can help? Is there someone I can phone? Is there someone I can write to you? It's so easy to think of my own needs when the needs of other people may be greater than mine. Lord, you gave yourself in service to others. Help me to be more like you. This is my prayer for today. Amen. And our prayer for the time of the year is dedicated to those diaconal ordinance on retreat today. Make me a tree, Lord, sturdy, deep-rooted, useful. Support to those in need. Shelter to those who are weary. Fruit for those who hunger. Make me a tree, Lord, sturdy, deep-rooted, and useful. Amen. We say together the prayer that Jesus taught his disciples. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us today our daily bread, and forgive us our sins, as we forgive those who sin against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For the kingdom, the power, and the glory are yours, now and forever. Amen. the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with us and remain with us, now and forevermore. Go in peace to love and serve the Lord.